Welcome to episode 50 of Lights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. Mike, how are you? Yeah, couldn't, you know, couldn't be better. I mean, 50, I mean, that, that's the golden anniversary. I mean, now I realize we are not haven't been doing it for 50 years, but right, 50 right, right. years, 50 podcasts, hey, yeah. 50 is a magical number, so... Um, Maybe one day we'll get to 50 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 50 million. 50, yeah, that's right, Matt, 50 million. Uh, yeah, because we're already well over 50,000. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Sunday after, last Sunday in October, November actually, and a little earlier than normal, we made a little switch in the schedule so I could hopefully be up to watch my Bears get a victory, which... Trubisky's back, so I, I was hoping to see Nick Foles. I got my wish. I regretted that w- wish. And then now uh, Foles is, air quotes, they said hurt because yeah. they said he was fine the next day. And now all of a sudden, oh, that hip just isn't right. So yeah. you almost wonder if it's like, hey, you know, we got to try something. Let's just say you're yeah. hurt. So you're not really being benched. Right. You know, you're, you're kind of hurt. Yeah. So, and I was wishing for to, to see Trubisky again. So I'm going to get my wish again tonight. So. We'll see if, I mean, it can't possibly be any worse. They're an offensive disgrace. It'll so. be interesting from the South studio to if I hear any son of a yeah. bitch. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so, otherwise, yeah, uh, lovely. <laughs> Good. Um, What's on the docket? We want to go straight up and get a beer going? No, Oh, yeah. Fuck, I almost forgot about the beer. Yeah, let's start with the beer. That is the point of the show. All right, so way back, and I didn't even bother to check uh, what what episode it was. Maybe 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Could have been earlier. But we had a Terrapin Beer Company uh, IPA survival kit. And so I happened to be uh, in Meyer, no free ads. And I saw that they had a new survival kit out. Uh, that has three selections that we have not had yet. So I decided, you know what? I remember the survival kit being pretty good, and one of them we really liked out of there was the Hopsecutioner. Yep. And so that one we've had. That's the fourth beer in this 12-pack. So the other three, uh, the first one is going to be Terrapin's Recreation Ale. It's a low-cal IPA. It is uh, 99 calories, for those of you that care. Do we? Uh, I certainly don't know. Uh, 42%. Whoa. Hello. What happened? 4.2. Oh, 42%. 42%. We're we're on on bourbon destination (laughs) bourbon with my buddy Mike Klein at 42%. We'll be drinking the the whole bourbons here. 4.2% with 42 IBUs. All right. Yeah, let's let's get the light one out of the way first. Yeah. Um, I, we did do the Bell's Two-Hearted, uh, Light Two-Hearted before, and we both agreed that it was decent, but you could tell it, I mean, yeah, that's what they lack. Yeah, no haze at all, so that's probably where they're getting the, uh, um. Oh, I got a different glass. Cheers. cheers. I got the Brewdog full, uh, 50... CLs. I got it. The not a big deal glass in this. Um, it's <laughs> not going to be your favorite. Now, um, and I think that's where if you do any reading at all on 
uh, beer companies and brewers and um, the craft people, when they try to uh, take out the calories, I think that's what hurts. Because the right. IPA section is a heavier, sure, fuller, for sure. richer beer. And I think by taking out the calories, because I think if you looked at any of the other normal IPAs that we do, they're normally probably over 200 calories. Right. And this is all the way down to 99 calories. And they, in addition to the calories, they've taken out a lot of the flavor. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it, well, it it's not bad tasting, but it's not flavorful. No, no it's, a, it's a light beer. I mean, yes. Yes. With maybe a, a, just a tad more IPA flavor to it, but not a ton. Taysom Hill touchdown. That bowls well for the Champs fantasy team. Um, so, uh, yeah, all right. Well, we get through this locale offering of Terrapin Brewing Company. Correction, Terrapin Beer, Beer Company. Beer Company, correct. Um, I'll get Grandpa Blackhawk's favorite part of uh, the program out of the way, right off the shoot. As mentioned, uh, I had a feeling last week with what I had left to go, that I would retake the lead heading into week 12. And I did, in fact, do that, but not by much. I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the lead with 386 points, not off to a real good start today, as three of my five guys have logged bagels. <laughs> um, Josh, two points behind me at 384. Henry is at 352, but he as well logged three bagels today and dave you are in fourth with 218 king henry did you proud with 22 nice but you as well have three bagels and michael thomas going so after this week we have 13 14 15 16 we have so you're five saying there's a chance there's a chance and then the three of us will uh be battling for the first ever title and Josh and Henry, you, boy, you can't wait to see the prizes that this league's given out for the championship. So you better hope your guys produce. And I'm a little nervous for uh, holding on because at some point you got to think McCaffrey's going to play. And I and basically one you, would hope. Basically, you guys have been getting zeros from him all year, and I'm only two points up on you guys. And at some point, McCaffrey's going to come back and get you some points. So I'm going to say. Henry's the favorite at this point because I like Wilson over Murray. But, hey, we'll see. Um, Good luck, uh, Blackhawk, Grandpa Blackhawk, hunting in Tennessee. They left last night. No. Him, uh, his son, and a buddy go go down to Tennessee. I'm assuming deer? Yes. Okay. I guess it's not as big a deal. There's a lot bigger deer down there because it's not as big a deal down in Tennessee as it is in Michigan. Right. Um, So, yeah, be safe. Shoot straight and let me know if you get anything, and I'll pretend to care. <laughs> All right. Um, NFL? NFL, yeah. Just uh, lots of COVID popping up. Lots. But it bothers me when, like, people take shots at the NFL. I mean, I'm almost defensive of the NFL as if, like, they're my kid brother or something. <laughs> but... Well, you know, geez, but look how the NHL did it and that other league did it. It's like, well, wait a sec. That's a bubble. That's, yeah, that's not even comparing. <laughs> no. I mean, these guys are going from, you know, from the northeast right. to the southwest. Yeah. And, you know, there's so there's no comparison. And there's been a couple of reschedulings. Yeah, right. And, you know, hey, we're supposed to play on Thursday. Let's move that to Tuesday. And, but... 
other than that, I mean, by and they, large, they played every a, game. By and large, they've done a really good job. I, I think. honestly don't know how they can play the um, the Pittsburgh Baltimore game because now Pittsburgh's got like three players on the COVID list, and Baltimore, I I, I think, has um, everybody on the COVID <laughs> list, and then including Lamar Jackson. Um, All right, yay, great. Yeah, I've already marked that down for a zero for you because he's he's been ruled out. Yeah. Um, and then the game we're watching here. <laughs> All the QBs for Denver. I mean, it's it's an, it's really <laughs> amazing that episode fifty of Flights Football and anything else is happening tonight because uh, Fangio reached out to me and said, "Hey, Mike, all four quarterbacks on our roster are ineligible." Um, what do you think? And we just couldn't agree on a price, Dave. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win them a game for nothing. Right? I mean, they got to make it worth my while to go exactly. out to Denver. I mean, so, I mean, it, but if they would have, if we could have came to terms, I mean, this would be a solo venture on your part. You could be calling yeah. my game here. I, I would love to. So they, they're starting a kid from uh, Wake Forest who played quarterback at Wake Forest, but he hasn't played quarterback in five years. So he was a third string receiver. Yeah. <laughs> He, well, he's a practice squad receiver for Denver who got elevated because he was a quarterback at Wake Forest five years ago. Right. <laughs> Which, um, and it was funny how Blake Bortles actually was ruled ineligible because I think he actually um, was on Drew Locke's Instagram page and was eliminated because of all the crazy, kooky uh, COVID protocols that right. the league has on. So, right. but yeah, they ruled all four of them out and... So what a great story this would be if this kid could get some if this kid could get some uh, confidence and and start. Now he just you could tell he's not an NFL caliber quarterback because he just lofted this one up for grabs. It oh was, yeah, and, um, and number ninety four was being kind of gentle with that. Uh, oh, he would have had his first uh, NFL pick right there. Oops. Yeah, that's. What, I wonder if Vegas took this game off the board. <laughs> they um, could have. But anyway, speaking of uh, Vegas, should have. What a day that. Uh, yeah. And we're going to have to ask our very first guest on this show was one Alex Grace. And I know Alex listens from time to time. And question to you, did you ever have the opportunity to tackle this individual? And that was yesterday, Buffalo Bulls running back, oh, Jarrett yeah. Patterson. Oh, yeah. Talk about having a day. Oh. I wish he was on my fantasy team because then, you know, my fantasy team would have a little bit of life to it because he tied Illinois' Howard Griffiths, Griffiths' 1990 record when he played for Illinois against Southern Illinois. He rushed for eight touchdowns. And Jarrett Patterson of Buffalo in the MAC yep. uh, also rushed for eight. He had the second highest uh, rushing total behind Oklahoma's Samaj P. Rhines, 427 against the Jayhawks of Kansas in 2014. Now, what I think makes this game even special, more special, if eight touchdowns, four hundred nine yards isn't special <laughs> enough. He talk you talk about rebounding from a miserable game because Jarrett Patterson on November seventeenth against Bowling Green yeah. rushed for a paltry three hundred and one <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> you know, it's so a good rebound. For I mean, that. you know, so that, he kind of embarrassed himself and his family against Bowling Green, <laughs> right. but then, but then yesterday he came and represented the family quite well. But I mean, that's seven hundred and ten yards and twelve touchdowns. I bet you there's a lot of college running backs that don't do that in a career. 
Well, Much yeah, I mean, weeks. one of the stats they laid out yesterday was in the past four games, he's accumulated 920 yards. <laughs> that would be yeah. that would be yeah. a great season for some guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, Alex. What did he say? Oh, did you reach out to him? Or oh, no, I, right no I'm reaching out to him right now. It's, okay. it's kind of like my little test to see if people are listening. Yeah, sure. So I, I throw a little nuggets out their yeah. way and then never hear anything <laughs> about it again, so... <laughs> Although Alex does listen because he agrees with me that Frank Gore is not a Hall of Famer. Um, So I know he at least listened to that episode. Right. Um, We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Lions. They should, you know, after that wonderful Thanksgiving Day performance. Oh, my God. um, (laughs) uh, They shit can Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Yep. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevels, the interim coach, the rest of the way. I don't know if that'll make a difference, but. but yeah, now see that's what's weird about the whole thing. All right, they got fired, and their record is similar to the Bears. And although they weren't competitive on Thanksgiving, Houston is one of the better four and seven teams you're going to come across. I mean, how Houston's first three games were against, I I think it was uh, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City, or something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, so Houston is one of the better three and seven teams that you're going to come across, and. They shellacked the Lions, but and I was watching the Jaguar game with Nick earlier today. The Jaguars started Mike Glennon, who was one and three as a bear and was awful as a bear. And it was just like you watch the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are the the eighties, nineties San Francisco 49ers on right. offense compared to the Bears. The Bears offense is just is like Michigan State's offense. It, yes. Inept. Very inept. I mean it would be interesting. I wonder if the Bears' offense, if Denver will be more effective with this kid that we just talked about, Hinton kid from uh, Wake Forest, as the Bears' offense. It's just, but yet everybody in Chicago stays around, whereas they cleaned house in Detroit. And yeah. I was like, Detroit's. I mean, we. The, you could say the Bears beat Detroit, but actually they really lost to him if the right. Swift would have caught the ball. Correct. But hey, yeah. if my aunt had not, she'd be my uncle. So. <laughs> No, but I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, it, here's the thing. I mean, does it fall on the ownership as well? I mean, oh, for sure. Are, are they inept in finding somebody that can turn their 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 team, their their club around? I mean, this is not a new thing. Are you we talking I mean? Bears offense or Lions? No, I'm, ta- I'm going back to yeah. the Lions. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's not new for either one of them. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, the, yeah, and it's I mean, very the, on Ford-like because usually the Fords will – ride it out through the season and to get rid of them right now in the season like that is um surprising but i guess they figure it's time for a change and so and they're not really out of it yet i mean i don't think anybody would consider them favorites by any stretch of the imagination but who's that the lions out of what uh with the extra playoff spot i mean there's still Uh, teams still in the hunt i I mean i guess (laughs) That's not a, yeah. well, for yeah. anybody following the Lions. That's not a, yeah. That's not going to happen. If it if it did, that would be a blind squirrel finding a nut. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was just trying to give Lion fans hope out there. <laughs> I mean, just like the Bears. I mean, technically the Bears are still one of the teams with a chance at five and five. And if they could beat Green Bay tonight somehow, which they're not going to, but which so I should probably just start drinking heavily so I do pass out, and <laughs> that way I don't have to worry about watching the Bear game. <laughs> right. Um. So, uh, anything else in NFL? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. Not in the NFL. 
not, not nope. striking right now. Nope. Okay. Um, do, yeah, we wanna gonna, ra- do we want to yeah. rate this and then move on to yeah. on to the college? College stuff? and uh, other, because, uh, yeah, I've got some uh, what do you think, Dave's for the second segment. College won't take too long. No. All right. So, Let's do that. Let's rate this. All right. You brought it. You go first. All right. In the world of the beers that we taste, um, you know, if you're looking for a, a refreshing afternoon locale, almost IPA, sort of IPA flavor um, beer, then, you know, this will be your good lawn mowing type, oh. of, a, type of a beer. So I'm going to go 3.2. All right. You liked what it a lot. You? you liked it a lot better than I did. Just a lack of flavor from what we normally drink is what hurt this rating. But like you said, I mean, I'll sit here and pound these with you all day long. I have no problem doing that. But no bang, no pow, no pizzazz. Yeah. Just a uh, something you could definitely drink all day. Yeah. But due to the lack of flavor, I'm going to come in with one of my lower ratings in quite a while. I think. Uh, 2.40. All right. Well, think of it this way, though. I mean, between zero and five. I'm right in the middle. 2.5 is right in the middle. It's kind of average, which is where we're at here. Now, let me look at the untapped rating. Now, the untapped crowd, shockingly. Now, I give you a hint. What do you think? Well, you said shockingly, and typically the untapped crowd likes higher alcohol content. So I would say it's higher than what we rated it. Which would be surprising to me. So I would say they they're higher than three point two zero because by you you saying shockingly. Right. Uh three six five. Three five eight. Huh. Yes, yeah, that's I think that's too generous. I mean that's right. You know, if you round it up, you'd be rounded to a four. Yeah, I think that's way generous yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. Anyway. All right, let's get on with our third tasting. From Terrapin Beer Company, Athens, Have Georgia. I blacked out already, Dave? Why? Because when, when did we have our second tasting? Oh, <laughs> did I say third? Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm not really wanting to move this along. I <laughs> just thought, oh, because it's the third beer I've had since I've been oh, here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, because you had one of the ones. I up... had a Hopsecutioner. Yep, that we've already rated before. I got you. So, actually, third beer, second tasting. There we go. Uh, this is Terrapin's Cryosphere. And this is a uh, packs a huge amount of hot flavor and aroma while minimizing bitterness. We achieve this by using state-of-the-art hop product called Cryo Hops in both the brewing and dry hopping of this beer. By highlighting the unique cryogenic process, we expose the best attributes of what these hops have to offer. And it says, it's hoppy in here. <laughs> So we're at uh, 5.5% on this one and 46 IBUs. 46 IBU. Yeah. All right. I'm going with my second not a big deal glass. I've got the Stormcloud Brewing Company from Frankfurt, Michigan. From our good friends at Barstool Sports from the Spit and Chicklets podcast, who one day I would love to get a millionth of the listenership that they get. <laughs> Oh, we're, little, we're halfway there. A little more color yeah, than the yeah. uh, first one. Cheers. Cheers. Getting it, there. Yeah, more flavor, too. So, Getting there. So we already know that's going to be higher than 2.4. Right. 
All right, so a little bit of college football. I've always wanted to see somebody take the onside kick and try to run it, you know, run it through the line for a touchdown because at that point, you've only got a couple people to beat. Right. If you're in the front row, right? Right. So Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. Did you see that? I did. So I just, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to highlight that. I i don't think on TV or, which is weird because I've watched a lot of football, not as much as some, uh, but uh, never seen that before. So I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of times, and I don't really understand why the logic in this, because my take is, hey, if you can score, score. Because some coaches don't like you to do that. They just want you to fall on the ball and go ahead and get the ball so your team can get right. possession. So they don't, you know, there's too many variables they think can happen. So a lot of teams don't like it when their players do that. So that's one of the reasons. And then it's odd that you mentioned that because not only did I see it yesterday in the Oklahoma State-Texas uh, Tech game, but today in the Tennessee at Indianapolis game, Tennessee was up like a gazillion to six, and Indianapolis decided to kick an onside kick. And Tennessee must have figured, well, the hell with that. We're to hell with covering the ball. If you're going to onside kick down 100,000 points, A.J. Brown picked it up and ran 41 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you should try to do that every time. I mean, I, I maybe you're playing into the hands. I mean, obviously, you got to have some guys in that front row with some hands. Oh, yeah, and for sure. And what you're that, doing. And that's you know why, I mean? like, like, today, A.J. Brown, their best wide receiver yeah. was in there. Um, so, typically in high school, though, I mean, do you have some kids No, the, front? Well, in high school, those are the kids that never see the field. Okay. All right. And Just they, to do some blocking. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and usually high school isn't proficient enough to do the onside kick, so you can get away with putting sure. uh, little Timmy, right, two right thumbs out there. <laughs> Taysom Hill with another rushing touchdown. Woohoo! Can't, he can't throw the ball for shit, but hell, I'll take the rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Way to go, champ. Yeah, champ's getting his brains beat in so far this year, I'll tell you that. Um, um, yeah. Boy, talk about, is back to college. Yeah, you're back. Sorry. I see you're wearing the... Uh, the Spartan green and white there. Great day for Michigan State yesterday. It was. Two victories, football and basketball. Oh, I didn't even see the basketball. Yeah, basketball beat Notre Dame by 10. Okay. Yep. Um, but going back to football, it, it solid was, win against it, Northwestern. Yeah, very solid, and it was funny. I, I, was, I actually I watched the start of it. Michigan State was up 10-0. Ruby and I went for our walk. And, <laughs> and, um, then. and then I got back home, and it was 20-20. And then I watched the rest of the game at that point. State kicks a field goal, goes up 23-20. Whoa. And I'm like, and I watched the last play, you know, desperation, you know, the old Cal right. band play. Michigan State recovers it in the end zone. And I'm like, Northwestern's defense is pretty good. Michigan State's been pretty inept. 20, 20 to 20 is 40. 23 to 20 is 43. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, I wonder what the over-under was in that game. Oh, I, and, yeah. And I went online. And so if you got in after the fact it was it didn't matter, you'd already lost the under and already won the over. But if you got in right when the, the opening number on that game, yeah. over under, was 44 and a hook. <laughs> so it was 20. So if you got in right when the windows opened, said, oh, man, I love the under. There ain't no fucking way Michigan State's going to score against this vaunted Northwestern defense. I'm right. betting a million dollars on the under 44 and a half. And you're looking pretty good. And like, hey, 23-20. Yeah, oh, man, I did, boy, did I. And then you're watching. Like, 
Oh fuck! What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Michigan State uh, covered recovers a fumble yeah, in the end zone right. with no time left, right. so it's forty nine to uh, 40, 49 to 20, and so so the game went over. Like I say, if you got in late, because most books closed at like forty and a half, forty one and a half, yeah. So that everybody was betting the under in that game, right? Because to open at forty four and a half to get down to a closing of four to swing a line four <laughs> points is huge. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, that talk about a bad beat. If like, if you got it, like if you had big money on the under when it opened at 44 and a half and you're like, man, honey, honey, we just won 50,000, 23 to 20. I mean, we didn't win it by much, but it's still under four. What are you doing? I could imagine you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, so, um, and then, uh, yeah, U of M. Let's. Oh, the only <laughs> the only thing I going, can listen. I I mean, being a being a state grad, I mean, I can't. I, it's hard for me to feel sorry at, at any point. I mean, I don't. I don't wish any ill will except against Michigan State. But, but man, yeah, it's what is I, going on. I was watching that game and I tweeted out. It's like, well, it's clear at this point Jim Harbaugh is trying to get fired. It's like because it's like I don't know because that that is one of the most baffling things this poor kid this poor kid from the, the broncos <laughs> denver a, should not throw yeah this, this whole game you wonder stop it, throwing it um or anything in tyreek hill has seven catches for 203 yards and two touchdowns in the first fucking half <laughs> holy fuck that's big news that's big news on our fantasy league but i'm getting killed by dave bork and my my bet league. No uh, tangent there. Yeah, that boy, that was a tangent. How in the f- holy shit? That's in the first half. Yeah, right. He's um, looking like uh, Patterson in the from Buffalo. Not um, re- not really. But uh, oh, that dude just blew anyway, his ACL. Hey, before we get back on track here, yeah. this Denver, if this wasn't COVID, well, of course, if it wasn't COVID, all four quarterbacks wouldn't have been ruled <laughs> right. ineligible. But if fans were allowed at the game, what would would the NFL be playing this game? Uh, I mean, because it, it, because be out because Denver is not even they're not even fielding and I mean the Denver offense right now is making the Bears look like a super <laughs> high powered offense and then you know how I feel about the Bears offense right but uh so yeah it was uh yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be feeling that knee who's that G uh, uh Malcolm Jenkins isn't Malcolm it? Jenkins yeah. yeah um anyway back to Harbaugh in Michigan. Yeah, so I mean, I can't explain it. I mean, I know they had a couple guys opt out because of the COVID, but I mean, they're awful. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's yeah. The word inept really gets you know, um, yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, so I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, they're not going to fire him mid season. I don't think. So now, uh, obviously, going from that to the uh, BCS. Obviously, Alabama's number one. Yep. Notre Dame's number two. Mm-hmm. Clemson's number three. Nope. Ohio State's number three. Well, see, the only thing is, Ohio State may not even be eligible to play in the title game. Correct. Well, they might. Well, they said they wouldn't be eligible for the Big Ten title game. I don't know. Do the same rules apply for the BCS? No, probably not. But because I'm looking at, I think I'm looking at Week 14 right now. Uh... Yeah, I think so. Week 14. Yeah, I'm looking at the college rankings for week 14. Are we in week 14? I think we are. 
Sure. Why don't I know I, that? I think the pack. I think the pack tends in week two, but right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, no. It can't be week fourteen because like Liberty's eight and one. So I mean, they they've no, been playing. They've be, been pl- they've been playing all along. So this this would be like the ninth or tenth week of college football. I mean, it's only the twelfth week of the NFL. Um, well, how come I'm looking at, because do you consider, okay, so I'm, I, this is embarrassing for our listeners and for myself. I guess it's not, it's just embarrassing for me. This is considered the 2020 season or 2021 season? 2020. Okay, so I'm looking at at Google, 2020 college football rankings for week 14. Huh. Right? Well, unless they're going back to the start of the August I don't know. I don't know how it could be week 14. No team has played 14 games. Right. Like Alabama's 8-0. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the right thing here. It says week 14, but Alabama's 8-0 and Notre Dame's 9-0 and Ohio State's 4-0. All right. Then, so they're putting... Why in Ohio, the hell ESPN's calling it week 14? I just... They're, I, they're putting um, Ohio State ahead of Clemson, who's 8-1. Now, okay... Listen, AP Top 25 has Ohio State at 3 and Clemson at 4. The coaches poll has Clemson at 3 and Ohio State at 4. So that's the difference. Right. So depending I, I on think which eight, one you're you know, I don't know, is 8 and 1 or 4 and 0 oh more impressive. Well, and shit. That, no, who's Ohio State going to play in the Big 10? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. <laughs> nobody. So and um I believe Ohio, you know with the, the as many COVID cases that have been in Ohio State's program, I think they've actually just announced they canceled the 2024 spring graduating <laughs> ceremony. I think so. Um, so I don't, you know, who knows if Ohio State will ever be able to play again? Right. Um, well, it, yeah, and it, ironically, though, you know, as much shit as uh, and maybe and maybe on some levels deservingly so, but as as much shit as the Michigan governor has gotten. You know, Ohio's been open. Like, we've had kids from our area, kid that I know of, but I think there's been multiple, that have gone to Ohio to go to high school, to prep schools, to play football and basketball. Right. And so, I mean, that state's been open the whole time. So it, it would be kind of ironic if the teams in that right. state, if, if stuff in that state started going to hell in a handbasket, um, you know, with the COVID thing. But whatever. I don't wish him any ill will, like I've said before, but still be ironic. Very ironic. So BCS race, Florida, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, BYU, all those teams are in the hunt. Um, And, uh, yeah, we'll see. And and like I said a a few pods ago, two pods ago, however long ago it was, is irrelevant. Um, With with no fans in the game, the pageantry of college football is the fans and the students, and and that I find myself watching. I was watching the uh, Central Florida UCF game. You know, Central Florida is UCF versus South Florida. Okay. Because there were fans in the game. I mean, it it was like it was sure fifty five to forty four or something like that. (laughs) It was an entertaining game, and there were fans. You sure you weren't watching basketball? No, that was definitely a football game because my (laughs) actually Justin really liked. South Florida's uniforms. They were a neon green. I said, well, it doesn't help their team any because they're one and seven. But, uh, <laughs> um, and without, you know, like the Big Ten, I mean, they don't even, I mean, the SEC, they, I mean, Alabama's rescheduled just about every game on their fucking schedule. It's like, all right, well, 
we're going to play the, the LSU game is going to be moved to the fifth, and then the, this game is going to be moved to the twelfth, and then we're going to do this game, and then we're going to do this, in the SEC and yeah. like the ACC. The Big Ten's like, ah, no, fuck it. You you have a you have a COVID case, fuck it. Game's canceled. Let's go. Move on. You know, <laughs> and, I mean, you know, so it's like. I don't. What are you even bothering to play the game for? Let's just get the four teams together. Clearly, the best four teams in the country right now are Notre Dame, Clemson, um, Alabama, State. and Ohio State. Right. Get them in a bubble. Quarantine them for the ten days. Test everybody. One, four, two, three. Winners play. And then you could generate some money and maybe even play it in a venue where you could have ten thousand fans or whatever. Sure. But you know. To every day, you know, Florida State for the second straight week, damn near as the kicker's running up to kick the ball. It's like, oh, wait, positive test, game's canceled. And it's like, well, what in the fuck, man? I mean, they're, 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 they were in front of damn near a sold-out stadium, and they canceled the game. Second week in a row. Right. Clemson travels last week, and, oh, no, we can't agree on it. There's too many cases. And it's like, it's the whole thing is just dumb. But, yep. Um so it's just like you can't say there's no there's no politics involved, right? And, it's, and that's what I mean about at least the NFL. There's there's obviously an agenda here. Hey, we're going to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll suck. There's not going to be ninety thousand fans there, right? But you know there will be a Super Bowl played, and we played gonna, a full schedule. Yeah, yeah, give some people yeah. something to watch. Whereas, Sunday. like, but like, the, like, saying the college is like, well, all right, well, it's canceled. Okay, it's canceled. It's can't. And then, uh, uh, what game was that last night? Um, Oh, shit. Who was it? It was a Pac-10 game. Supposed to play USC. Oh, Colorado. Oh. And then all of a sudden, they just picked up a game. It's almost like, you know, like they went down to the Y. And it's like, hey, you know, we're supposed to play uh, uh, Chico's Bail Bonds uh, in, in, our, in our D-League basketball game. Chico's didn't show up. But our, our opponents didn't show up either. You want to play? Hey, okay, sure, let's play. It's like, well, how the fuck do you all of a sudden just change your schedule during the week? Right. Uh, Utah had to game plan for Washington and whoever they were supposed to play, but they ended up playing Washington because Washington passed protocols, so the, the Utah coaching staff had to game plan for two different teams. Right. Because they didn't know who the fuck they were playing. So how, <laughs> uh, how do you – that's dumb. I mean, right. if, you can't, if you can't do it, then don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't know. COVID logic. By the way, I'm coining that. It's on the pod. It's been on the pod before. If anybody comes up with that or makes a T-shirt of it, I'm suing for copyright infringement. All right. So COVID logic. All oh, right. Logic. Um, hey, segment that we've – I don't know if anybody else likes it, but you and I actually seem to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, quite for a sure. Bit, so fuck everybody else. Exactly. Um, so what do you think, Dave? And the, both topics that I found kind of interesting were college football related. And the first one, Oregon. Versus Oregon State. Do you, by chance, know what that rivalry is called? I do not. All right. Well, I sh- oh, I'm sorry. What it was called. It was referred to as the, the Civil Beaver War. Beaver Battle. It was that. I like that one. <laughs> Although there's only one set of beavers, so that the ducks wouldn't want any part of the beavers. So I, I do like the Beaver Battle. Maybe that's what the because who? I mean, what doesn't uh, stimulate? Peace and harmony, other than good beaver. Sure, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> good beaver battle. God, right. fu- coin that fucker. Write that down. You got another one that we can you can sue somebody for. I That's like that. That's a t-shirt right the, there. Yeah, the beaver battle. Um, but anyway, so no, it was uh, it's referred to as the Civil War. Okay. Um, 
one of the teams is in Eugene, Oregon, and the other one is somewhere else in Oregon. But, I mean, they're both in Oregon. Sure, but not south of the Mason-Dixon line. But yeah, and it, that you just played into my point. Dennis Dixon, former Oregon quarterback, and Steven Jackson, former Oregon State running back, got together and the, both schools agreed that they will not refer to the Oregon-Oregon State game as the Civil War anymore. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, God, I just don't care. I, I <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, sure. I like that. I like. I don't care. So if you don't care, it stays the Civil War. Yeah, I mean, because uh, what their point is, Civil War. Um, yeah, go, I, I get where you're demonstrates going with this. Yeah. slavery. Now I, I yeah. know it. You know, would you? You know, you fly your. Confederate flag off the back of your oh, mini Jesus. minivan, and I, I've noticed when you, you know, when I've seen you swimming, yeah, off, I, of my, off of my Kia Sedona, <laughs> I noticed, I noticed on uh that was not a fucking touchdown. I noticed with um, yeah, when you go swimming, I, I noticed the Andrew Jackson tattoo on your left shoulder blade, <laughs> but there, there's nobody in their right mind. Yeah, oh no, he stayed in bounds. He's that in. Look that, at that. that Tiptoeing on a, on a yeah, type wire. That wasn't fucking touchdown. I don't know shit. Um, but there's nobody that's ever watched the Oregon Oregon State game and thought is just thinking. It's like, man, oh come on, come on, ducks, come on, ducks. We got to stop them here on third down. Come on, ducks. God damn it! If the Confederates would only won the Civil War. God damn it! There, nobody ever said that. There's, I mean, it, it, we're getting into the the the, the pussification of the United States is what I like to call it because the Civil War was the bloodiest war in American history. So that demonstrates that the Oregon Oregon State football teams hate each other. That is what football teams are supposed to do. I don't like to see teams from opposing go to midfield and kneel and hold hands and pray together. That, that's you hate your opponent. That's and it should be stayed as the Civil War. And to say, oh, that that the connotations of Civil War just aren't right. It, it, it has nothing to do with connotations of anything. It's like we, I go to Oregon, you go to Oregon State. You're a fucking loser. I, or ducks rule, man. You beavers suck. You're an asshole. And fuck you and throw a beer at me and right. the sucker punch here and then a fight <laughs> in the stands. That's what college. That's what college football is about to me. Right. So, but it's just like to take the time to change something like that is probably as frugal and efficient and what's the word and uh, optimistic as. Basketball players meeting with the Pope about social justice. Like, fuck, man, what are you doing? What, what good is that going to do? Anyway, off topic. So, yeah, th- yeah, to me, I found that utterly stupid. Secondly, Sarah Fuller, the Vanderbilt soccer goalie, became the first in the Power Five conferences, I think the third ever woman in college football, but the first in the Power, Power Five, Five conferences yeah. to play in a varsity game. Thoughts? Um, mixed a little bit. Uh, still probably on the fence. I think in, in terms of the position, the kicker, 
I just don't see, I, I can't remember if it was uh, my son or my daughter said something about, you know, um, you know, women starting to suit up and playing different positions. And I said, that'll never happen unless they start taking steroids or, I mean, they just, I mean, it just, I don't think it can happen. I don't, especially in a power five school, that's not going to happen. I don't think that, there might be a couple women on the planet that could not get crushed. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely pummeled, but I, you know, who knows if they're going to play football or not. So as far as a kicker's concern, sure. Why the hell not? Um, disagree. Complete 2020, a la changing the name of Oregon, Oregon State from the Civil War to whatever. Um, and it just, and I'll come off as a sexist, chauvinistic pig. That it, if that's the way you want to view my statement and my belief, that's fine. That is not the reason. I Number one is, okay, the reason she was brought up because there was a lot of COVID cases on the Vanderbilt team and a lot of people couldn't play. Okay, fine. So I'll give you that until this point. It's like, all right, well, number one, you're 0-7. So obviously you're doing this to put your school, school on the map. Right, right. Right? Right. You know, so just to get some attention and it's a feel-good story. Oh, wow, Vanderbilt let a woman sure. play. Number two is that everybody made a big deal of it. And I'm not saying I could do this, but Vanderbilt didn't bring me up to do it. Right. So I shouldn't have to do it. They got shut out in that game 41 to nothing. Right. So she had one play. Now, right. would they have let her, if the game would have been 34-34, a minute and 17 seconds to go, and there was a 43-yard field goal on the table, would they have brought her out there? To try it? Well, we'll never know because they got beat 41 to nothing because they're a shitty football team. But her one kickoff. Right. There was on the 35-yard line. Yep. She kicked it. And they say that, um, I don't even know who Vanderbilt was playing in the game, but they say he, that they got, they took over possession on the 35-yard line. Well, the ball hit on the 39. I've watched the video on Twitter multiple times. So she kicked it from the 35 to the 39. Right. Math guy here says that's 26 yards. Right. Could I do better? I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't know. Maybe I couldn't. I, I wasn't a kicker, and Vanderbilt didn't ask me to do it. My problem with it is you can't tell me that there's a fifth-year <laughs> kid on that team who's been on that team who has never played but has been to every practice, got his brains beat in, you know, because you know, he was a decent high school football player. He came on to Vanderbilt. He's never, ever fucking played. You can't tell me that kid that you couldn't say, hey, Bill, Billy, we're without a kicker here, bud. You, you want to try to kick? <laughs> you know, we're 0-7. This is your chance to play. You've never seen the field, Billy. You bring up a really good point. Come on in and, and let him kick. I like your point. And that's in, but no, in the, in the, everybody gets a trophy and everybody, everything's got to be politically correct and 100% fair. Cause life is 100% fair, Dave. I've learned that in my 53 years on this planet, every fucking thing in life is fair. It's completely fair. So she should get her shot because she was a great, and she, I, I think she actually won a championship, uh, uh, in soccer. In soccer, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the women's uh, SEC women's soccer. So, so I have no doubt she's an athlete. She's she's an athlete. I, that's great. My issue with it is somebody on that fucking team could have kicked the ball 
15-11, 26 yards. Right. One time. Somebody on that team who never, ever gets to play, but there wouldn't have been the... The, 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 the fanfare oh, yeah, and the yeah, hype. And oh, the, yeah. that's such a special moment. God, I love Vanderbilt for giving a woman a chance. Bullshit. It, it, it was, a, it was a, right. it's dumb. <laughs> you bring up a good point. I, I didn't think about it that way. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, really and that's, it, it just, it, it, like, it would no, have been no. one thing if it would have, if she was the best quarter and they put her in as a starting quarterback and she was slinging the ball all over the field out of me like, well, geez, they don't have it. Right. But for the job she did, literally I could have done it. Right. Maybe I would have only went 23 yards to her 26. Right. Or whatever. Sure. And you could tell they didn't even want her to get hit because the kick was kind of like a pooch kick to the sideline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, it, it, it was a ploy. I, I'm not as goo-goo-ga-ga over at, as the rest of, you know, social media right. is. Now, let me just, that aside, I've said, that's a good point. Well, thank and you. You brought that up. But I'm just curious, what was your initial reaction when McAfee tweeted out? Did you see his tweet about it? No. Oh, okay. Why would he say? And I love Pat McAfee. Yeah, you know, he, but, he applauded it. And, and most do. I, I'm probably the only person that says, why? Yeah. But that is my stance on it. It's like, come on. There's not one kid that you could have rewarded. I don't mean to say that he said it was the greatest thing right. that ever happened to college football, but he said, hey, she did a great job. She put the ball where it was supposed to be put. Um, it was obviously like a pooch kick to the, you know, to the, right. you know, whatever. But anyway, um, and, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and maybe he was being a little, maybe he was being sarcastic. a little politically guarded. And maybe he's being a little sarcastic because if you're going to put it that way, it's like, well, they may have been able to, they may have been able to get a monkey to pooch kick at 26 yards. <laughs> oh, okay, well, all right, well, maybe. Come on, 26 yards. I mean, let's go out in the backyard. I mean, I think you and I could kick a football 26 yards before we could finish that. Uh, uh, the, what's the beer race called? Oh, <laughs> the that, Miracle Mile. The Miracle Mile that Nick and Nick uh, Witzke wants us to. <laughs> he wants to come watch and videotape us do. Maybe um, next summer. So. Um, we have to, uh, but yeah. So anyway, that's my thought on it. And, and again, I haven't. I'm not. You know. Yeah. If she would have been an integral part of the team, sure, 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 sure. I'd be like, wow, woo, that is cool. Yeah. But it's like, it was clearly a stunt. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, you put it that way. I, it's, I'm, I'm, I have a different perspective for sure. All right, you want to rate this? All right, yes, sir, I do. All right. 2.4 was my first rating. Lot more flavor. Um, not you know, but not over the moon. Gaga. I'm going to come in at. I think that any three and above are very good beers. I'm going to go two nine seven. Two point nine seven. Okay, I enjoyed this a bit more than I did the last one. Um. But not, you know, again, not uh, fumble. Not There's no wow factor, per se. So I'm going to go 3.45. Let me look up on untapped here real quick. And it looks like at 6,000 check-ins, which isn't a ton, 3.68. All right. 3.68. And for your notes, if you want to, uh, the first one was... 67,000 check-ins. Seriously? Seriously. I would have guessed that would have had less check-ins than Cryosphere. 
Well, I'm just from a standpoint of a recreational ale, something that you know what I mean, like yeah. a backyard uh, kayaking, canoeing, you know, something you can hit on all day without you know stumbling over yourself, kind of thing. Maybe there's a, enough people that enjoy that kind of you know that want that for you know their summertime. But anyway, there we have it. And now, Mike, we are at our third tasting. All right. So, where in the world is Crunkles? Do you know? Uh, no. Well, apparently, no. he's on the Hawaiian Islands because this third tasting is uh, Terrapin Beer Company's Luau Crunkles. And this is a passion fruit orange guava IPA. So, uh, Crunkles is back with another world renowned IPA inspired by his time spent on the Hawaiian Islands, jam packed with tropical flavors of passion fruit, orange, and guava. This Hawaiian IPA is brewed to accompany you to your next luau. Well, if I recall, I think I, I, I don't think I liked Senior Crunkles at all. Maybe not. I don't know. That that was many, many pods ago. But uh, this has got 6.5% ABV, alcohol by volume, for those of you that don't know your acronyms, and 72 IBUs. International bitterness units. (laughs) There you go. And clearly... Or not right. so not so clearly. Right. The murkiest dark of, hazy murkiest of the three that we've had tonight for obvious reasons. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Holy smokes, that's a fruity IPA. Yeah. But flavorful though. Yeah. And fifty episodes in. I'm still playing Dom Dave, which comes naturally to me, so there's no worries. You would think, okay, the IBUs I just said was the International Bitterness Units. Right. Uh, our first beer was 42. Second beer was 46. This beer was 75. So you're thinking, I'm thinking as I'm going into it, it's like... like, like <laughs> all, not quite double, but almost double. Right. Yeah. And... No. To uh, steal from that bad, I think it's a whiskey, uh, uh, Kessler's, this uh, Luau's smooth as silk. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Yeah. There's a little more bitterness to it than the other two, but well, I don't more, know if it's but I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't consider it bitter by any stretch no. of imagination. No. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so what do we, we got uh, this day in sports history, Yes. Yes, yes, we do a third segment this day in sports, and then, and then you know maybe it's just a uh... <laughs> oh we, we got to talk Tyson fight. Oh before yeah, before this day in sports. Yes, 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 we do. Um, I believe originally it was scheduled to go off on the champ's birthday, was it not? I think it was. Um, from what I remember of that podcast, I mean, that that, that turned ugly rather relatively quickly. Thanks to P- Pink Whitney. Yeah, Pink Whitney and whatever I was drinking at Pierce Road Bar and Grill. Um, but anyway, it finally went down last night, and I believe all of our, well, not all of our sons, because you actually have an older, we have four sons right. between us. 
and I don't know if Jake watched it, but anyway, 70, 75% of our sons yes. watched the fight. And, I mean, I don't think any of, the, any of the, those kids are um, boxing fans. But what I read on, from the ESPN people who were skeptical of it, thought it was, you know, blah, 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 but they watched it because it's their job. Right. They actually said it was worth the $50 pay-per-view. Especially... I guess it wasn't even the uh, um, the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight or the uh, YouTuber who knocked out the slam dunk guy. <laughs> um, Nate Robinson and... Um, um, Jake Paul. Is, is it Jake Paul? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. But uh, it was the first two the fights... The guy with two first names. The first two fights, I guess, are legitimate fighters who are up and coming. Sure. And they had good fights. And then Snoop Dogg did some commentary. And in addition, because, you know, at most boxing deals, it's like, okay, um, Mike Peters and Dave Dawson are fighting in the undercard. We fight. After our fight's over, it's the people in the crowd looking at one another like, hey, uh, where are you going after the fight? (laughs) And they're just, I guess this thing incorporated... Some musical acts, and it, oh. and it it was almost like, almost like entertainment <laughs> slash like Broadway play, and then there was fights, and so apparently they did a really good job of it, and the only negative they felt was not that it mattered who won Roy Jones Jr. or Mike Tyson, but they couldn't figure out why they scored it a draw because every article I've read is they've said, I don't know why it was a draw because Mike Tyson clearly won that fight. Okay, but I mean I guess that. You know, fifty three and fifty. I mean, I guess what difference does it make if you say, "Hey, I won"? Right. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? But um, but yeah. So I mean, I so I guess everybody was pleasantly surprised at what they got out of it. And you know, they they don't know if they would see like six weeks from now if Jones and Tyson fought again. They don't know if they would do. But if they like down the line, if they you know they did the same format, a couple up and coming fighters, and maybe threw in a couple gimmicks. You know, Oscar De La Hoya and Ray Boom Boom Mancini, if he's still alive. Sugar Ray Leonard. Or something like that, yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, I guess it was, you know, everybody was pleasantly surprised. So. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I know Max, uh, he thought uh, Tyson and, and, um, God. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, brain fart, sorry. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., uh, did a lot of like dancing around, like patty cake kind of stuff, and it seemed like, you know, like they were having a hard time landing any serious punches. But like you said, you know, um, Tyson landed probably a couple more or a few more, yes, you know, than than Roy Jones. So, in any event, um, it was interesting to watch, nonetheless. For those that watched it. For those that watched it. All right, format we started. When COVID hit and ruined and shut down all the sports, my God, I bet you we've been doing this day in sports since what week twelve or oh. episode twelve? Yep. Yeah, around yeah, yeah. There? around there, yeah. Um. Anyway, my first one on the docket. I just it was the first one I saw. Obviously, the first and the second must not have been played on November 29th, or I would have said the first or the second. But yesterday was the Iron Bowl. Hopefully, Iron 
doesn't offend anybody or otherwise we'll have to change that to something else. But um, yesterday was the 85th Iron Bowl, which Alabama rolled oh, big time. Auburn. Yeah. Um, anyway. Alabama's receivers laid waste to Auburn yeah, defense. Uh, <laughs> it was on November 29th, 8. 1994 math guys got to be put to work here 106 plus 20 126 years ago today the third annual um iron bowl was played and alabama blanked auburn 18 to nothing in montgomery and i know i wonder if anybody listening is like wait a second 126 years ago was the third annual but yesterday was the 85th. What's up? The the math doesn't jive there. No, it doesn't. Um if you watch if you watch I I, I'm the reason is escaping me and I'm ashamed of it because I've seen the I've seen this ESPN films. It's under the 30 for 30 blanket on Netflix. I'm sorry not Netflix on the ESPN app. It's under the 30 for 30 blanket, but technically it's not an ESPN 30 for 30. It's an ESPN 30, an ESPN film called Roll Tide War Eagle. Okay. And they explained that for whatever reason, one school was pissed at the other and it was like, hey, fuck you, we're not playing. And for like X amount of years, they didn't play it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the, um, the sure. Alabama government, you yeah. know, the governor of Alabama said, listen, if you don't play this game, you're not going to get the funding. So oh, then they they re, they, they, re, they the re- let's go money talks right <laughs> exactly. So but yeah. So anyway, uh, 126 years ago today, the third annual Iron Bowl and Alabama beat Auburn 18 to nothing. Now in 1924, 1924, 96 years ago today. Yep. Uh, NHL's Montreal Forum opens. Who cares? They have a chance. <laughs> so who cares? No, what made me bring that up is uh, my trip to um, Houghton, Michigan, and I just I wanted to I wanted to bring up the fact that the first professional hockey team was born in Houghton, Michigan, and so is that relevant? No, but I think it's an interesting fact. Very interesting. I remember you saying when you during the summer when you got back there, you told me that and you took you took pictures of it. Yeah. So it's nothing you just made up. And I still don't understand how they came up with that. Yeah, I don't either. But, but no yeah. one's disputed it yet. So. No. Yeah, the forum in Montreal and they have a tance for all <laughs> you. I know we have a contingent of French listeners. <laughs> um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. 86 years ago today, 1934, November 29th, the Bears beat the Lions. Of 19, course. 19 to 16. And 19 points for today's Bears would be a veritable offensive explosion <laughs> in what was the first nationally televised game. And we have a nationally televised game tonight. So 86 years after the first nationally televised game, the Bears are involved. Be interesting. I wonder if they'll mention that. No, that would be interesting. Because it was 86 years. I wonder if that's why that is the night game. Oh, that could be. Ah. You heard it here before the this game, folks. Flights, football, and anything else. Breaking stories, breaking news. 
So making connections. 86 years after the Bears and Lions played on the first nationally televised game, the Bears will play 86 days, 86 days, 86 years to the day on another nationally televised game tonight at Lambeau Field, the Frozen Tundra. (laughs) All right. So I have a question after this one. Okay. 1956. 64 years ago today. Correct. Oh, my God. I got that wrong. Sorry, 1952. Sorry. All right, so 68 years 68 ago today. 68 years ago today. The 17th Iron Bowl, Alabama beats Auburn 21-0 to in Birmingham. Now, my question is, this is probably why Auburn stopped playing Alabama because they kept getting their ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it was, they stopped playing. I, God dang it, I, I wish I would have... Uh, I wish I would have watched it more recently than I've watched it, but it, it is actually a pretty good ESPN film, and they clearly say why they, and the purpose of the film, by the way, for the spoiler alert, it's the film came out just after there was a horrible tornado oh. that ripped through kind of both parts of their campuses, Yeah, and Auburn fans were helping Alabama, Alabama's helping Auburn, sure, which is a rarity because they uh, um, yeah. hate each other. Okay. So. Got it. And my final one, who could forget, four years ago today, former NFL player Darren Sharper sentenced to 20 years in prison for a series of rapes. (laughs) Wow. Not just a rape, a (laughs) series of rapes. But Darren Sharper could ball. I believe he was number 42 for the Packers. Well, that makes it okay Darren Sharper could ball. And then then it was like, (laughs) that's probably what it was. It was like, you know. He's with his young lady, and by the way, no means no. I've always told my boys that no means no, no joke. I'm not. That's no fucking joke involved there. No right. means no. Right. Not condoning rape. Don't approve of it. Never would. I think it's disgusting. You know, but I, I imagine Darren Sharper was like, like, you know who I am. I'm Darren Sharper. I played in the NFL, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, dar- you know damn well. There's, there's, there's people that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I gotta back it up a little bit. <clears throat> so. Was it beep, 30, 33 beep, years? Beep, 1987? That was his truck back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good, actually. Well, sorry. Then we played footsies. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we were not on camera there. Oh, wow. That took a weird turn. All right. So, 1987, 33 years ago? Yes. Yes. 33 years ago. Joe Montana, San Francisco 49ers, completes the NFL record of 22 consecutive passes. Now, my question after that is: Is how with the with the with the offensive, uh, uh, you know, design and and strategies now with so much passing, and the quarterbacks with so many passing yards? I'm really curious if that record's gotten beat. No, because um, I don't know. We get, we'd have to get fact check on that, but I don't think it has because the site you use the same this day in sports site that I use. Yeah, I think it's. Um, Fairly up to date. I mean, it's not like we're going into the uh, Encyclopedia, well, Encyclopedia Britannica says, from 1956. No, but he said at the time it was a record on right. that date. So I'm wondering oh, if somebody has broken it since. Um, well, as maybe you, Larry can help us as out. You, with as that. you prep me, or, or, uh, I'm having our uh, our Blights football and anything else staff look this up as you prep me with uh, tonight's random question. Okay. So going to the random question. If there was no technology, like, I mean, like, like none, like no radio, no TV, what would you do? What would you be doing 
as far as like your daily work, your, I mean, obviously you love football and watching football. That would not be a possibility without technology. You wouldn't be able to sit by the radio and listen to the, you know, the, the, the radio versions of football. So how would that, how would that affect you? What would you be doing different? All right. So before we get to that, number one, I would like to say, I would like you to go into this episode and edit out what I said is like we use a fairly up-to-date site because obviously Tyreek Hill with a third fucking touchdown. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> but it's doing wonders for my my uh, flights fantasy football and anything else fantasy team, but it's fucking destroying my money fucking fantasy league. But anyway, um, hey, it's, we're sorry, folks. That's the, the perils of uh, broadcasting while watching live football. Um <laughs> And I said, well, we use a fairly up-to-date website. And it's like, and you you said it was, and you said, well, at the time, and yeah, in 87, 22 completions was a record. So brain fart on my part. Um, Philip Rivers and Ryan Tannehill have completed 25 straight passes. Okay. And Rivers is the only quarterback to achieve the feat in one game. Oh, wow. So Rivers has done 25 in a game. Tannehill's was 25 over two games. Your boy Rivers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you talk about what a day for Mahomes and Hills. But anyway, how would it affect my life? Well, if there was none of it available, um, I would not be able to do what I do every Sunday and watch... <laughs> I mean, I'm, that this is what I was looking for. I was looking for some like, some like, uh, some like, you know, silent airtime. Some like, right. like, well, that's God, what, I mean. what the hell well, yeah, would I, I do? Because I would have to. Because I, if we didn't have this available, I'm guessing fantasy sports wouldn't be as prevalent. Although my league is still done, you know, pen and paper. And tomorrow morning, I'll get up and I'll fire up the computer and I'll go game by game, player by player. Right. And, you know, when I get to Tyreek Hill and uh, uh, but Patrick I'm, Mahomes, I'm going to need a calculator. That's what I'm saying. Like, you wouldn't be able to fire up the computer. You'd have to wait oh, for well, the... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, there were... Uh, uh, you'd have to wait for the paper to The newspaper, because the, the first... Um, this would bore the shit out of our listeners, but I could actually probably go and find the first few years of this league where I actually did do the points out of the paper. <laughs> right. But with you, I think you said also with no cable on that, right? Yeah. So, so you would never like, be able no to watch radio, anything. No radio, no TV, no so cable. So I honestly think what you would do is you would actually have more, I would have more time to um, learn to do shit that I don't know how to do or read more books or, right. you know, maybe I'd be lifting weights right now or, Excuse me, or something like that, because obviously, if you don't even have the opportunity to watch it, because even back in the early stages of my fantasy football league, um, you could still watch the game. Yeah. But so if you had no cable or anything, it would be, I mean, there's, it's hard to get a fantasy football league together if you can't sit there and cheer for. Based on a newspaper. Right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I guess what I've touched on in years, years past, episodes past that you always question me on, you know, I might start a Russian roulette league. <laughs> I mean, God. because, you know, if you're not watching course, football, if you're yeah. not watching football, 
And that's uh, that's pretty much the default answer, right? Mm-hmm. If there's no other answer, and you yeah, know let's go to death. And uh, with COVID, you know, you got <laughs> potential you, death. You, you, with COVID, you got to <laughs> spice up the game. Like, you know, because I believe Russian roulette, by rule, I think is a six chamber weapon. And there's <laughs> Are there one, rules. Well, yeah, I think it's a six chamber <laughs> weapon with one bullet. Spin the chamber, pull the trigger. Okay. I think I'm gonna up the ante in my league. I think I'm just gonna load that fucker and say it's like there's, there's no there's no football, there's no nothing. You know every <laughs> other chamber. Spin it and whip. No, I just load it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so luck of the draw. I mean luck of the there's draw no, is gonna do There's no luck there. No, luck of the draw is gonna do it's like, you know, because like if you're gonna go sixth out of a six man league, you're probably gonna you're you're win you're the winner. <laughs> All right. You know, well, that, so, tur- that took a little bit different turn than I thought it would. Well, but, but what else are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can only sit and strangle one eye. Out. You, you can only sit and strangle one eye for so long. You know, you know, burp the ball guy. I mean, you know, so. Oh, God. Um, All right. But, well, there uh, we have oh, uh, there before we, have we wrap it. this up, you mentioned Pat McAfee. Yeah. What forum did you see? Did you say you saw him on where he? This was, was ESPN, or it was either it was either ESPN or it was um, Sports Center, or it was during a game where they were highlighting what was going on, and they just happened to highlight his tweet. Um. So, uh, Pat McAfee is. I don't know if you follow him or watch him. Or Pat McAfee is very talented. Got started as a punter in the NFL. Right. Retired. I think because they didn't want to suspend him or make him look bad because I think he he actually was big into the uh, herbs mm-hmm. and um, now he's actually into NXT wrestling. Okay, and he's actually the best. If not, if not the best, he's actually the best heel on WWE's NXT. And since we talked wrestling. Was it last week or the week before? Mm, not sure. That we called it. Yeah. Are we, we come to, did you ever watch wrestling as a kid or no? No. You not as a kid. When, my, when, you, when my kids were kids and they got into WWE, we watched so when, it a little bit. So when did you, like what era, like the Stone Cold and the Rock era? Uh, nope, a little bit past that. So the Steve, o- or I'm sorry, the, um, um, oh God, come on. He's not, he's not a bunch of commercials now. Um. <sighs> six well okay well not him but six one nine who's that guy um, Ray Mysterio yeah okay yeah so Ray Mysterio and I keep wanting to say Steve Austin but it's not Steve Austin it's later it's um damn it help me I was gonna say Macho Man Randy Savage like you can't see before. me oh John Cena yeah Cena oh my all god right, thank you right. all right um all right and actually the only reason I bring that up is because. I think the art of wrestling is your promos that the guys can cut. And that's why I really don't watch it anymore is because there's nobody that can cut the promo of The Rock, Stone Cold, the Macho Man, Macho Madness. Or, <laughs> what you going to do, brother, with a 22? Uh, t- <laughs> it's like, holy guy, at one time I used to be able to, no, no not going to even try now. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> Macho Madness. <laughs> oh, let me let me tell you now. I can't do it when I'm laughing. Oh uh, my god, that's bad. But yeah, so the, the best promos in the business, <laughs> and that's why I mean, and Pat McAfee 
can cut a promo. And he's a fucking NFL, an ex-NFL punter. Yeah. And he's the best promo in wrestling right now. <laughs> and it's just, um, and the kick he took to Ooh, end. Yeah, he does a really good job of that. That's my, is that Randy Savage? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was, and the kick he took, not the day before Thanksgiving, but the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the kick he took to the face looked like he was a 25-year wrestling veteran. And he's only been doing it, I bet you, under a year. And it was, um, but yeah, so, the, but now nobody can cut a promo like the, you know, like watching The Rock. I mean, you go go to YouTube and watch The Rock's promos. I mean, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you're they're believable too. Oh, I yeah. mean, they're not just like jokes or anything. Right. They're believable, and they're they're good. I mean, that was so that would have been something else I would miss out on on the if there was no <laughs> right you know technology or whatnot. So, um, what would you do? Oh my God, I, I would be. I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I'm still an outdoorsy kind of a person. You know what I mean? Um, I probably would, I would check the papers for sure, and maybe be involved in some, but I, I wouldn't be as like, I wouldn't be as intimately involved as you are, right? In that kind of a thing. Um, as far as like, uh, uh, the leagues and the, you know, and and keeping up with it, and maybe even a podcast, but. Um, I would probably just gravitate towards the outdoor kind of stuff. All right. If there weren't enough. the technology. Well, I'm going to write this. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yes, you are. You're first, then. All right. Well, this is the best of the night. So I'm going to put this one, though. It still doesn't have. As I'm down to the bottom of my glass, I still, I can't put it in the four range. Not even close, I guess, for sure. I'm going to put this one at a four point, or <laughs> Jesus, at a 3.75. All right, well, we're both right in line then. I too thought it was the best of the night. And I apparently liked it as much as you liked Cryo Spear the Second, because I'm going to give this a 3.45. All right. Another solid Terrapin Beer Company variety pack. Yeah, I think so. Uh, solid, not like over the top, wow, I got to go, you know, screaming from the hilltops. But oh, no, but I decent. Would, if I anybody drink, said, you know, I would, hey, I got I to gotta stop by, you know, my local um, my local Meyer or, or Kroger or Quick Mart or wherever, you know, what can I grab quick that would be good? Right. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, so I'm looking at, let's see, we're going to untapped. We're looking at the, oh, I think this is a pod first. At 68,000 check-ins, 68K check-ins, we got a 3.75. So I hit the nail right on the head. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you are the untapped crowd. You're one of 68,000. 68,001. Well, Dave. Yep. Unfortunately, this golden anniversary, if you will, episode fifty. Unfortunately, I'm looking down into my not a big deal glass, and I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, 
You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.